0: and 365 day returns. Welcome to the podcast, I Read It Online Somewhere, your science questions answered.
2: Welcome to I Read It Online Somewhere, your first protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask, like, why do horses wear shoes? I'm Ross and I'm joined by my co-host Andrew. Hi there. And Amy. So, Amy, you've had an interesting week. What have you been up to?
1: So, guys, this week I actually had a COVID test. I mean, Ross obviously knows because I left, um, suspiciously with my passport, um, a face mask (laughs) and some hand hand sanitizer for like an hour and a half. Um, And I think I told you, Andrew, but I had to get a COVID test on Tuesday because I had a high temperature. Um, had a had a cold. Knew it was gonna. It was just a cold, but because I had a temperature, just to kind of keep set, safe, I went and got a COVID test. Um, you've not had one, Andrew, have you?
0: No, no, no. I've not had one. So, like, um, I'm like super keen to find out, like, what it's like.
1: Um, very uncomfortable. But I mean. The worst part for me was it turns out I'm very bad at following directions as in road directions <laughs> because I knew it was at Edinburgh Airport and everyone was like it signposted really well. But like I've just grown up with this like sat nav or Siri or whatever um, and I just cannot follow signs. And there was like seven cars behind me. Obviously, they all knew that I was going for the COVID test because no one's really going on holiday at the moment. And then, like, I took, they were all following me, and I took them all out the airport, (laughs) I got in, (laughs) and I was like, I'm sorry. Um, But, yeah, it was, to be honest, Edinburgh Airport were really good, but it was really, like, it it just felt really strange. Um, So, you turn up, um, and there's all these signs that say, keep your windows closed, and I'm there in my mask already. You have to show your passport, you get a QR code um and they scan it through your window which is quite cool so you don't put your window down at all and then you kind of line up and you're in lanes now you you can do it yourself and it'll be quicker so you can go to like an express kind of like a mcdonald's (laughs) drive-through-esque but i wanted the sitting option Um, i just could not do that to myself Um, and i did was worried that if it came back negative and i did it myself i would be like oh did i do it properly though Um, so i it was like a 40 minute wait or something but um it was it was totally fine uh, they were really nice and, and talk you through everything really well. But they, the first bit they do is they've got to swab the back of your throat, um, and it's really hard not to gag. Uh, and, and, like, he the guy that did it for me was, like, if you need to sneeze or cough, just put your hand up. But it's so hard not that like, you just want to be sick. <laughs> I wow. was just like, oh, it was really uncomfortable. The worst bit probably was the bit up your nose. So they've got to put, um, like, basically a large cotton... Bud up your nose and move it around for 10 seconds, and he counts the 10 seconds. Oh. And you see, when you get to like seven or eight seconds, you're just like, I can't believe I've got to go through (laughs) another seven seconds of this. But the second it's finished, it's totally fine. My advice to anyone doing it would be bring lots of tissues with you because you're constantly sneezing after and your eyes stream. But it's just the queuing up that takes ages. The test actually just takes like two minutes. And I was really lucky. I went at nine or half nine in the morning and got my results at like 9 p.m. that evening. Wow, that's, re- that's really good. Because we obviously had to isolate. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that was um, that was an interesting week, and obviously glad that it's come back uh, negative, which is which is good. And they just send you a text or an e- and an email. Um, so you got a
2: text and an email saying.
1: I got a text. Yeah, because yeah, you can choose to put in an email address or a phone number, and you know they've got it right because they send you like a confirmation. Because I'm like, what if they put the number in wrong or something? But they send you a confirmation of your um, appointment. Um, but yeah, the most stressful bit for me was just actually getting to the test bit and then directing everyone the wrong way <clears throat> and trying not to hit traffic cones. It's very coney up there. <laughs> if anyone's been, they'll really relate. But if you've not, you'd just be like, what? So wait, um, I, I've
0: got a quick question. So like, I don't know where I heard this or, or seen this, but do I, I assume they use different swabs, right? It's not the same swab for your nose or for your throat. Or is it the same swab?
1: Do you know what? I actually don't know.
0: Because you were, flustered you were too flustered and, and blinded in the eye by your tears. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I know they do the throat first, and you get a preference on which nostril you'd prefer. I don't know why they ask <laughs> you. They're like, would you prefer the right or left? I'm, I'm,
2: like, I'm a right nostril <laughs> kind of guy. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, and
1: there was, the good thing was there was a car in front of me that had three people all getting the test. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's quite good. So if there's like you and your household are all showing symptoms. You can all go together and get tested. Um so yeah that was my uh, that was my sure, week. Eventful week. How about you guys anything interesting up North Andrew? Uh
0: n- not really. Uh the end of the good weather I suppose. Uh we're back to classic um sort of highland weather on
2: Sky. so it's uh, raining and windy. So
0: Nice.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm exciting. just disappointed to see the sun start to go in the evenings. We're losing our late evenings now. Yeah. Oh, but... The sun's setting earlier. With dark evenings come lighter aurora nights,
0: which is very exciting. So I've I've had a couple of alerts. Oh, you can see
2: the aurora up where you are, can you? Yeah. Oh, not sometimes, so, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can see the aurora. Um, You know, if I go to a dark space um, and have a camera, you for, can't really for see For people them.
1: that don't know what the aurora is, just if anyone out it's, there. It's uh,
0: the Northern Lights.
1: Ah, okay, why is it called the Aurora? Aurora?
0: I think uh, that's the uh, Latin name. Let's go with. Do you know what? That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I think it's. I think it's the Latin name. Doesn't Ar- sound
1: very Latin. Ar- uh, well, well, it's um, it.
2: Aurora Borealis.
1: Okay, that, I'll give you that.
2: That sounds pretty Latin. Ooh. So, um, so you get to see the Northern Lights. So, what, what do they look like? What sort of colour are they and so? Um, so it can depend on how strong they are.
0: Um, the strongest ones I've ever seen were like proper red and uh, like sort of green at the bottom. Um most of the ones I see are green. Uh, that I've seen recently because I think the I think the sun's on a on a I think it's called solar minimum uh or it's on the the dip where basically it's not shooting out loads of corona ejectile mass. I think that's the uh, technical term for it. Um I think <laughs> Very the good. physicists might be able to say that's correct.
2: Uh, it um, seems sensible
0: so which which obviously like heads over towards earth which is where we get our solar winds from and then it hits the magnetic poles and then the particles excite like in the fire last week and uh, then that's where you get all the colors from so yeah so so it's it's not too strong but it is this is as early as i've seen it for a while which is good. good
1: so is the just sorry i just had a question come in from myself um, or is the Northern Lights? Never thought about this. Is it an actual thing, like a star, or is it just literally lights from something like this dipping sun?
0: So imagine it like um, if you've ever had like a like a bonfire, and you have maybe either got like so there's stuff that people sell like magic dust you can throw on it, or if you've ever seen what like... bonfires are you going
2: to? <laughs>
1: I mean, it's
0: plant food, honestly, guys. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's totally non, non-specific It's boundary. medicinal, I promise. Um, you know, and the fire and the, the wind and... Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, wait, wait. Okay, let me give a better explanation. So, yeah, it's kind of um, a bit like if you're at a bonfire and maybe you chuck in, like, a bit of wood and then you get the sparks kind of going up and you see the sparks, like, halfway up. Um, yeah. The aurora is basically other particles being super excited, which release off energy and release off light. So that's that's kind of what it is. Okay. They're not they're not there all the time, <clears throat> um, but they happen at both poles. So you've got Ro- Aurora Borealis, which is the northern lights, and then you have the southern lights, of which the Latin name <laughs> I do not called. know. <laughs> uh, Aurora <laughs> Southialis? I, 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 I cannot remember <laughs> what the south ones are called.
1: I genuinely, like, if you asked me, I would have said it's some sort of star. Or something, honestly, I just didn't even think what it would be.
0: Yeah, like they're really cool. And the thing is, like, they're not specific just to Earth. So you can see them on other, pa- on
2: other planetary bodies. Yeah, so- and on other planets, they'll be different colors. Yeah. Because um, it's based on what's in your atmosphere. So as the charged particles hit your atmosphere, um, depending on the elements that are inside it, uh, they'll go different colors. Because yeah. different elements mm-hmm. will excite and, as they de excite, back to our what is fire last time. Um, on during the last podcast, uh, they will sort of give off light.
1: Andrew, you should share. Um, I know you've taken a lot of good pictures on.
2: Of well, them. so th-
0: so I'm so just, can you share some? I'm gonna yeah, I've got some pictures that I've taken, and I've got um, well, I first saw them with my my friend Beth, who we went out one night, and we got an absolutely fantastic or we I was the driver, she was the photographer, she took an absolutely fantastic uh picture of them, um in in sort of north sky so yeah no oh, i, get I it can on share our some pictures on instagram yeah,
1: yeah cool perfect. nice sounds like a good week okay so
2: we're going to move on to uh what we read online this week uh, i think i'm going to go first this week so what i read online this week is black wind turbine blades can reduce bird deaths by 70 percent Okay,
1: ah. yeah. so what well, is I take it instead of the normal white ones?
2: Yeah, so the, the big sort of the three pronged uh, wind turbine uh, painted white. Usually, one of the arguments for not using them is they they kill uh, birds. Uh, so what they found is that if you paint well, what they think they found is if you paint one of them black, that means birds can see it better, and um, so they tend not to to die as often.
0: So
1: is that
2: is that, still, is that when it they is? They still die. Yeah, so there's still <laughs> a lot of them hitting it. But 70% less.
1: That would make sense, though.
2: I suppose, is that because they can't see it? Well, the the article says that the the blades spin around so fast that it looks sort of continuous and you can't um, sort of see it or birds can't see it. They don't go that fast. Yeah, I didn't that's, think that's, what, that that's fast. what I was thinking. Yeah. Like,
1: where we are, it's windy.
2: Yeah, I did not think they moved that fast. But I also know that birds, their eyes see at different frames per second. So we see 24 frames per second. Um, birds see something like 60 frames per second, uh, which is why they're really good at sorry. Of uh gaming and things like that. So, for, um, so they just see it should be slower faster. then, no. Yeah, so they should be able to see
1: stuff <laughs> better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah,
0: cuz truly if they can see if they can see faster <laughs> faster's not the right word. But unli- goes, unless, yeah. unless unless does it maybe
2: look still to them?
0: Uh, yeah, oh, well that means so what that's
2: is, why so. cars the like, you know you drive right up to a bird and the bird doesn't move and it only moves at the last second is because it, it can sort of watch your car come in and it goes, that's not close enough, not close enough. But <laughs> so sort of, eyes can react quickly. It's it probably because if there's away. like a
1: mouse like running really fast to them, it's maybe like us seeing a slow mouse or something. <laughs> I don't know, so that they can... <laughs> They, they can you'll, keep they will be it. seeing stuff in oh
2: slow right motion. yeah
0: uh, yeah they're they're seeing stuff in slow motion which is why they are slower motion oh i get it yeah okay so the, the, it probably does look still to them and then because if you, like slow mo is is like 128 frames per second so yeah so it's
2: not as slow as that so i think it's are really like up, that.
1: up to speed on your frames per second
2: Oh, you teach a bit of the eye, so need to know a little bit about. I'm it. Quite impressed. I, I also um, do a lot slow mo videos, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what I'm not sure of is actually how how this helps, because surely if birds can see a sort well, of faster frames per second anyway, how does painting one of them black? Yeah, and what happens? Does if it they just hit... make it stand out more from the it background? It probably just makes or... it
1: stand out more, yeah. But
2: what, but what happens if not they hit all yeah, what
0: happens if they hit one of the white ones?
1: Well, it obviously reduce is reducing the chance. <coughs> what is it? It's reducing it by seventy so, percent.
0: So, so it probably but, just
1: you can tell it looks different. Or
0: yeah, but what, but again, why wouldn't you just paint them all and then it reduces a hundred
2: percent? But does it look pretty, Andrew? Mm. Well. And that's debatable. Of course, (coughs) that's what we want in our landscape all these massive metal things you put there.
0: They already have a questionable (laughs) reputation of not looking the prettiest.
2: Yeah, so painting them all black is just really going to make your room feel smaller if you paint it black. (laughs) So that's that's why you want to keep it white.
1: So if we start seeing um, wind turbines with one thing painted black, we'll we'll know that they're the ones that care about the birds. Yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's quite cool. Okay.
1: Nice.
2: We're going to move on to our next story this week, which is. Andrew, we're gonna go with.
0: Okay, so uh, mine is from a uh, Science Alert, uh, which is. <clears throat> but I also had a, a not a conflicting one, but like another version from the Daily Mail um, on the same story, um, and it's called uh, "A molecule of honeybee venom destroys breast cancer cells in the lab." Study shows. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got a um, article. Um, technically, it's two articles because I'm just going to give you a tiny little comparison and and why sometimes we have to be really careful on how we read information online. Yeah. Um. So my kind of the, one of the headings of the article says, "Venom from honeybees could be used to treat aggressive forms of breast cancer without damaging healthy cells." Study suggests. Now. This comes from um, my particular favourite, the Daily Mail, um, where actually uh, I have then got sort of the same um, report or story, uh, but this one comes from a place called Science Alert. And it goes with, a molecule in honeybee venom destroys breast cancer cells in the lab, study shows. Now, I, I I don't want to be the person. I that want to go back to the, the Daily Mail. <laughs> bee venom.
2: <laughs> like, when do bees have venom? The uh do they? The, yeah, bee, bees have
0: venom. Yeah, that's 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 well, one in their of the sting. things in their sting. Yeah. So well, I thought they I thought they were like biting things. Well, like. so while it's not maybe necessarily venomous to us, um, it is venomous to um, uh, other insects or organisms that can that can attack uh, them. So. A molecule of honeybee venom destroys breast cancer cells in the lab, study shows. So one of the first things I, I just kind of wanted to point out is the difference in the how this is reported in a, a newspaper a website versus a science journal type website. Um, yeah. In the fact that the headline is sort of catchy and grabby in the uh, newspaper website um, and misses out the fact that this is on a lab um, because the, the first thing that people probably want to do is be like oh man let's go out and get some like honeys and let them sting us and hopefully I'll be cured of <laughs> breast cancer and, no and like I mean it just it absolutely gives me the fear that this is something that people just, That's just like jump the, on
2: the Trump Detal thing isn't
0: it exactly um, I mean that
1: was probably a little bit more harmful than getting a wee bee sting
0: probably, probably yeah um, but it's just uh, what it. So what it is is um, honeybee venom is maybe not something that we would, uh, or, or venom is not something that we would maybe think to happen in honeybees. Um, but actually, it's their weapon that they use to, to sort of deal with any of the other animals or or insects or, or bugs that they have to deal with. So um, that's in their sting. That's, that's in their. Lipid. That's in their sting. Yeah. Okay. Right. And what it does is um, they believe that this molecule that and and this is the other thing it's a molecule that they found within it. So it's not even the bee venom. It's like another part of the bee venom that um, can suppress the growth of um, cancer cells, which actually is, is quite cool. There's lots of things out there that, that can be used for, for it. Um, but I think the the biggest thing that they found is that of all the different types of cancer cells they've tried to treat, um, it's something called a triple negative breast cancer, um, which apparently... So, is... so it only works
2: on this type of cancer or these types uh, of cancer. so for
0: cells? Thi- for this one, um it focused on lots of subtypes of of breast cancer, but this yeah. one in particular seemed to be uh quite it it seemed to affect this one good. It, it, sorry, it seemed to affect this one quite well.
2: Yeah. Um so f- so for other types of cancer we'll need like wasp stings and things like that. W- no, <laughs> I, I I probably wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> So um, you just get stung by all the different things then. Bye-bye cancer.
0: Well, the, again, it's not the sting. It's this tiny little molecule that's that's found within I'm just it.
2: being a Daily Mail reader. Oh, you're being a dick.
0: That's what you're being. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it's, it's, but they've also found that <clears throat> um, certain things in this can be used to treat like lots of other things. So they can use it to treat parts of or types of eczema. Um, but, again, they've also got What we call anti tumor properties, which is for things like melanoma, um, which is quite good. So, like, it's great that there's all these things and that studies are coming out, but they're obviously a long way off from actually being, like, suitably effective treatments. Um, And again, it's
2: just, it's working in a petri dish now. It's not. It's not actually working, like, in real life. Yeah, they're not testing on animals or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's just
1: clickbait, though, isn't it, from the the newspaper.
0: Yeah, it very much is clickbait. And I think that's something that, you know, as you know to get my to get our serious hat on is something we when you're looking for science articles or you read something yeah double check it have they got their sources all that sort of stuff you know just in case
2: yeah so yeah okay oh, perfect all right we're going to go on to our last thing we read online this week which is amy
1: um so i actually had to when i read this i called Ross through because i wanted to know how this worked and then i was like oh i can't tell you because i'm going to use it in the podcast but this this is the headline Changing Places find your town 750 million years ago with mind-blowing earth map um and kind of reading through the article you can actually go on um I can I can put the website in the the link in our podcast and I'll send it to you guys but you can go on and you just type like we just typed in Edinburgh well I just typed in Edinburgh and it shows you can go up to 750 million years ago and it shows you where on the globe um, edinburgh actually was and then like some towns are underwater oh, if i'm cool. honest didn't know when i looked at the globe i was really unsure where edinburgh was but i know <laughs> that we've moved quite a lot so um,
2: we I, I think we used oh, to be somewhere near excited. the south pole <laughs> and then we've come all the way up past the equator to sort of where we are now
1: yeah, I mean, we were just in a different place, according to the map I read. I, I, was, I was going to call you through to be like, where do you think this was? Um, but quite interestingly, it says that 250 million years ago, you could have technically walked from New York to Nairobi in Kenya. Wow. Th- that's how close they were. So my, I actually wanted to ask Ross this question, was like, why have we moved?
2: And then my answer was, is Nairobi one of the lions in the lion King? i think i got that wrong i think that was serabi i didn't
1: i didn't tell the didn't tell you the news article i just said did you know nairobi was in kenya (laughs) that was and i just said it's something to do with my science article this week but i can't tell you the the question but no i want to know now how like how do we move and like where was scotland potentially somewhere a bit warmer why are we now colder will we move again
2: Uh, yeah well we're all constantly moving we've got the tectonic plates so which way are we moving uh, so we are moving away from America.
1: Oh, and physically and kind of pole. emotionally.
2: Yes, yeah, I would say
1: that. <laughs> So we're going up, so we're getting colder.
2: Yeah, but Scotland's really interesting because Scotland was formed when two of these plates have sort of crashed together. So you've got the lowlands of Scotland where...
1: Plates under uh, there and, the, and
2: England, yeah. Not so okay. lowlands of Scotland and England were all sort of this bit that's come from the South Pole to the equator up to where we are now then the north bit of Scotland's actually come from a different bit and they've sort of crashed together and that's where you get the highlands of Scotland because these two plates have come together squashed together and pushed up to create hills um,
1: How do they like meld together though? Why do you not need to like get on a boat if they're from different places? What do you mean? Well like you're saying that the north of Scotland was like floating somewhere differently and yeah. then it came how is that well, over, just melded together?
2: So it's to do with uh, convection currents in the oh, geez. someone might need to. <laughs> <Should have asked>. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just to say it as a nice story, it's just they really liked each other. No, there's
2: good science here. So, there's convection currents in the. I don't know if magma is the right word, but I'm going to use that magma underneath the crust, and that <laughs> that causes the the plates that are on the surface to move round.
1: You're just saying a lot of like pizza terminology. I'm hearing crust. Plates. Right. Okay, wait. Wait.
2: Wait. Wait. Hold no on. magma pizza. I, I've got you.
0: Okay. So, you know ice cubes in a in a glass.
1: I am aware.
0: Right. So you know how sometimes those ice cubes, well, they start to melt, but then they sort of float, and then they gather together, and then they bump into each other. Yeah. That's literally what's happening. It's we we're the tectonic plates are floating on top of the magma, and then we okay. bump into each other and i think it, i think that's how could the, have just said that ross <laughs> i think i think that's how the great glen is created because that's where is that where that is that where it yeah changes? i think that's the point
2: where they're two they're hitting together <clears throat> yeah and they, they're actually now they've sort of hit together but now they're sliding past each other ah okay um so they sort of it will take come ages for a head the on collision yeah. and then they're actually sliding which is like maybe, left, maybe why right. we had that earthquake a few weeks ago oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said one yeah
1: but you know how like if you look at the earth um, and then you look at like the uk ireland kind of looks like it used to be connected Uh, yeah well well, so they would have been connected and then they're just kind of they're going towards america
2: we were all part of something called doggerland during the last ice age (laughs) i
1: think i think i've said that right i think i've said that right rush you're not meant to tell anyone
2: (laughs) (laughs) So uk speciality uh, i'm pretty sure this is a channel but... for
1: documentary <laughs> that you've seen
2: <laughs> yes yeah, so there was no sea so you could walk from ireland to the uk to france like, or new york to denmark to... or copenhagen or Kenya. norway that was all land but um just as stuff's moved around uh, the stuff from the ice age melted uh the north sea essentially sort of filled up um nice. so cool
1: yeah. No, I just thought it was quite interesting. I'll put the link in so that's Andrew cool. you can see yeah. where you can see where the Sky used to be because well, it sounds yeah, like it might have been somewhere cool. different to where we were.
0: Well, that explains why we like it's really hard to find dinosaur footprints in mm. other places.
1: I think this was made by a paleontologist, so he wanted to know where his hometown was like 750 million years ago or whatever, and he kind of just made it for everyone. He yeah. said it's not. They've said it's not like 100 percent accurate. It's just the best estimation that they could they can make and you can go back to certain dinosaur periods so it's quite cool but i'll i'll have a look and then ross will be dying to see where Edinburgh actually is to see if he was right yeah as always guys um i've got some questions from people through socials that um i kind of just picked to pick four if that's okay Whoop. Um, to go through so the first one which is very on trend Sorry, for... was that
2: just a whoop from andrew there. that was a whoop that was <laughs> out okay you, i'm just glad you're excited for this
1: <laughs> no i will i'm excited because <laughs> i think you'll actually know the answer and i have tried to answer this question in my head so i might give this a bash to see if i'm kind of right okay. but i know that you'll definitely know the answer andrew so this question is where does snot come from and when you're ill why do you produce so much of it so I don't actually know where it comes from, but I just think that you produce so much because it's your body trying to get rid of a virus. That's the same way that you kind of sweat when you're ill, is that right? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they're all kind of combined together. So um, they're all part of your first line of defense for um, like prevention of a cold or, or uh, prevention of, of catching something. So you get like um, a snotty nose that builds up. Um, so that dust particles and stuff that you breathe in through your nose get trapped in it, and then it gets clumped into like bogies, and then you get rid of those bogies. um oh, so, okay. it, so so it's... all the little dust particles. so if you've ever been like if you ever go to like London um and ride on the underground, and then if you kind of like sneeze later on, um you'll see like all your bogies are like black, and it's because of all the the sort of suit that happens in the underground. Um, no yeah, it's, it's weirdly disgusting yet cool. Um, but it's the same thing happens with so so sweating is slightly different. That's probably more like when you've got it's a cold a or infection of having a fever is of it? having a fever. Yeah, because your body your body to... raises your temperature to try and kill the bacteria. Yeah, or or so virus the, or whatever it is.
1: So the whole snot stuff, it's not you trying to get rid of a virus. So why no. do you only get that when you're ill? Is it just not well, it just to make you not more ill? So
0: what you do is you, you don't have it you 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 do it does happen when you're not ill as a preventative um. so that's like your like oh this is disgusting but your daily snot right that's like that's like <laughs> that's like that's like normal stuff to kind of yeah. keep you going but as soon as you like get something your body kind of goes into overdrive and is like okay well just get all those defenses up and it just creates more snot so that if there's anything else that's within the area it'll it'll take
2: it out oh, so it's okay. not it's not actually caused by the virus it's no, your body it's your body's natural yourself yeah oh god I, I've, yeah.
1: Said, I've told the person a completely different um <laughs> answer so that was that question was from megan and when she asked asked us i well, i was speaking to her recently and i was like i actually think i know this but we will answer it on your podcast and i'll check yeah. with andrew that's all right and so that's why i told her yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the same the same thing happens with all your other defenses so, like um, earwax, for example, that's the same thing. You um, know that was a defense. So ear earwax is a, is the exact same defense. It's just found in a different place. So your ear- earwax is actually a good thing, and you should wait for it to build up and naturally fall out your ear. Although, no, I it's so satisfying getting your Q tip in. I'm one of those people that have got like you know in ear headphones, and the thought of of like when <laughs> when I pull it out and I'm like oh that's disgusting. So uh, yeah, so so. Yeah, be careful with Q-tips, though. Remember, don't push them inside too far. They're supposed to be for the outside. After having but... one
1: up my nose this oh, week, yeah, that's true. I will not be pushing <laughs> Q-tips anywhere um, too far into my ear, so don't worry. Um, cool. Okay, that's actually uh, that's an interesting one because I was very wrong. Um, so, yeah. Um, so the net- We've actually had this question a couple of times and I've kind of avoided answering it because I don't know if it's just one of these like funny things that people say because to me... It seems really obvious what the answer is, but um, I thought I'll ask you guys in case there's some weird science behind it. Um, so this is from Keith, and it's if a tree falls in the wood, does it make a sound if there's no one around? So I'm just thinking, yes, it's just that no one's around, so you can hear it. But like if you recorded it, I don't, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know. I just think why would it not make a sound?
2: <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're right. It, it will make a sound, but it it comes into the pedantic of what is a sound is a sound something that only a human or a microphone can hear. And if that's not there <laughs> then is is there it becomes <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really awkward for the podcast that we do. <laughs> <laughs> um so it becomes more of a, ph- a ph- sort of philosophy type question of
1: Yeah, I thought it, it was more like phlos- philosophical than
2: Yeah, cuz if a tree falls in the wood there will most definitely be a pressure wave uh, and the air particles will vibrate and as a physicist I would call that sound. However, someone might say, "Oh, a sound can only be heard by uh, an ear."
1: Oh, is that where the question comes from? Yeah. I didn't know if there was like, I don't know. But Andrew, have you
2: got a sort of view on that?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, it's yeah, it's similar to the that. Um, is it is it? It's not percep. It, yeah, perception. That if you yeah. if you're there to perceive it, then it happened, and the the reverse would be, well, if you're not there, it didn't happen. But that that yeah, it's very philosophical.
1: Okay, so, yeah, but I just thought we've had it a few times, so I thought we'd ask that. The the next question I have to include, just (laughs) because I want to know, I just want to see your guys' reaction. It's from Ewan, and it is, what hurts more, getting kicked in the balls or childbirth? And remember, you are sitting with someone who has given birth, and I'm assuming both of you have probably been kicked in the balls. Yeah.
0: Would you rather not. So, talk guys, about it?
1: what 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 do you think? What hurts more? Right. Well, Getting I I kicked in the ball.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sitting anywhere near. I'm watching you. So yeah, you I'm gonna... like you are doing okay.
1: do not say something like, "Yeah, but you can take drugs," or. Yeah, that's what gas
0: and air is for. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I like so. I I I actually think again this actually falls into something that we we've literally just talked about is that your it's pers. Right now, Amy, like we are like, we're super far away,
2: be really careful. You don't You're kick... on the other side of
0: those a
1: video. Te- te- those <laughs> tectonic te- te- plates <laughs> might be getting closer. You
0: don't kick Ross in the balls for this. But um, <laughs> no, the um, so like pain is is obviously perceived differently by different people. So uh, hold on. Wait, I, I'm going to get there because <laughs> I can see you. Amy looks very <laughs> angry. <isn't it? laughs> I'm going to be kicked kicking the ball. Um, but it's so. Yeah. So pain is perceived differently by different people. Um, so one person's pain might be completely different to another's person's pain. Um, so actually, it's an impossible question to answer because but because all, nobody yeah. can nobody can also experience both.
2: Is there not some sort of pain scale? Yes. I'm sure someone got like bit by certain ants and it's a certain thing on a certain scale. I'm trying to remember what the scale is, I but I can't remember.
1: Read it online. But I'm thinking as well. The question might relate to so imagine like the most intense pain from when you get kicked in the balls, and if that was continuous, like the pain of childbirth for like a few hours or however long it is, is that what they mean? Because obviously you get kicked in the balls, it's sore for like 15 seconds, and then you're uh, fine.
2: No, 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 no. Sorry,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sore for a good
2: 20 minutes.
1: Oh, okay. Unlike the 25 <laughs> hours I was in labour. 25. <laughs> um, uh, no,
0: so the um, I I I think is what like like. Yeah, it's, it. This is why it's a really hard question to almost answer because we, but because there again, people have different feelings. So, um, or or again, feel pain differently. So while yeah, obviously you know with um the uterus are open, you the uterus opening and a baby trying to come out and dilating and the pain. Um, sorry, I said that really blase. I didn't mean it to be blase. I meant, you know the pain. <laughs> um, like as well when a guy gets kicked in his balls the there's actually a muscle connected up to the diaphragm sort of in the back so so there's there's like things connected to other parts in the in in the body internally so when a guy gets kicked in the balls all of them also contract at the same time which is how you can get winded so while the pain the pain isn't necessarily localized again i'm not saying one equals the other I, I'm quite sure no, giving you're birth... you're saying yeah is, that giving it, it, birth
1: is more painful. Yeah. I, do you know what's yeah. Do you know what's interesting about the pain though is I actually can't remember it. And like if you speak to other people that have given birth, they they kind of say the same thing. And like I didn't have any drugs, so it's nothing to do with having drugs. I also didn't do hypnobirthing before. Anyone thinks that I was like one of those hippie mums. I was just too late to get to the hospital. and They wouldn't give me drugs. Um, I would definitely You've got some gas and air. I would definitely. Yeah, I mean, and I would definitely. <laughs> I would definitely take the drugs. Um, but I think it's like, is it not like an evolutionary thing or something that's built in so that you'll go on and have more children? Because I can't really remember Yeah, much. do
0: you know i you I've know he- it's I, I, I've heard that, that it's that mm. it's so that you do have more children. Yeah. Um, or that, maybe that,
1: so you, that you bond with the child, like, because it could really affect the bonding of the child if, yeah. you were like, if you're like, you're rem- the reason I can't sit down for four weeks <laughs> 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 or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it must. I don't know. It must be something to do like that because yeah. I, like, if you speak to Ross about the the birth experience, he's definitely more scarred than me <laughs> from it. Yeah. Um,
2: but I think that the there is a sort of psychological thing that your your brain does block out trauma. Yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, yeah. Is it trauma that is
0: blocked out?
2: Yeah. So I mean, if, not... if you're actually in so much pain, your body just doesn't remember it. It doesn't want mm-hmm. to remember it. Um, so I, I can remember everything you went through and it was, I, I was joking earlier, it was horrible, I couldn't do it.
1: I'll kick in the balls next time and we can see who's who's, um, who's got like,
2: Literally at the same time, and I can be there, there to just measure. <laughs> 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 who's screaming more? Um, I, I think the only thing that could be similar, I don't know if this is an urban myth or not, Andrew, you might be able to help out.
1: Oh, I just know is, that this is going to end in me and Ross, just like, he'll be on the couch tonight, <laughs> what, right, come on.
2: <laughs> um, the urban myth that like you can dislocate your hip and your ball can fall into the hip and then you can relocate it and squash the ball.
1: Was not expecting that, <laughs> if I'm honest. Wow. I don't know how I'm going to make that Instagram Instagram meme this week.
0: <laughs> that is a question and a half. Um, so so weirdly, it might not be much of an urban myth because um, when you... So, so from um, boyhood to manhood... Um, as the testicles drop and move, they actually have to move through your pelvis. So there, yeah. there is actually an op- a, a, an opportunity um, because the, from the testicles that go up, the vas deferens loops back into the pelvis. So for anybody that's listening, guys, the vas deferens is the, the sperm tube where the sperm move from the testicles out to the, the urethra and the penis. Um, but it loops back into the sort of pelvic cavity. So it would depend, I, I think it would depend on when you dislocate your hip um so it has to be at a certain point in puberty
2: i, or I, I think so or or, it, or young could it pop back up in there you uh, know sometimes when you're really cold things just like pop back up inside yeah for, for temperature regulation
0: learning
1: That's so much I... here about <laughs> balls tonight. it's
2: really important amy <laughs>
1: <laughs> um the sperm I mean, that... has to be cl-
2: kept, at the, right kept at
1: the right temperature which is why what's so I mean, it someone... doing in your hip
0: well, well, it's trying to keep warm. Because if it's cold outside, then it, it the, the oh, scrotum moves up.
2: Yeah, yeah. You always hear this with a sort of rugby player type thing. So I'd imagine yeah. like a cold morning, stuffs like. Actually, yeah, you're right. If, you.
0: if 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 it was a, if if all the conditions were right and it was a cold morning and you dislocate your hip, there, I, I actually think there's a potential chance it could happen. Ooh. which which yeah
2: absolutely <laughs> that might be
1: that's, more painful than childbirth
2: maybe equal i'm not sure
0: i don't know i don't know that's <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we're not going to test that one if
1: we're honest <laughs>
2: okay good good good
1: uh, and our last question which is really sweet <laughs> and, I, and i don't have a clue what the answer is but why do this is from ashley why do horses wear shoes
2: because it makes them look pretty. Oh, yeah, for that, for that dressage. Um, and Ross, do you know? I'm, I'm. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. so basically, we've sort of domesticated horses. So wild horses, the I things that we would... don't
1: have a horse in your house. It's not doing the doing <laughs> the not doing the dishes. <laughs> Dinner's Nobody's ready. shoes no! on anyway.
0: <laughs>
2: but. but We've also domesticated cows and pigs, and I know you can get right. like teacup <laughs> pigs that go into your house, but i basically meaning they they don't run away from us; they're not wild animals. And um, so, wild horses they would live on plains, on grass, on mud. Um,
1: just imagine a horse on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one minute! They're like in the house, now. They're on planes. No, they're no, wearing no. shoes. They're taking over. Would you like, the like chicken, grassy plains, ch- chicken or fish? Chicken or fish? Yeah, no, grassy plains. Kosher.
2: Um, so these horses are on the grassy plains, um, and they can run around. When we domesticated them, we built roads as well. And as we built roads,
1: like cobble roads or real roads.
2: Yeah, well, we start with cobble roads and if we didn't protect the horse's hooves, so the horse's hooves would wear away naturally as they run around doing stuff, but if they're spending all their time on cobbled or, uh, yeah, roads, then they would wear away their hooves too quickly. The hooves are basically just big, long nails. It's a singular big, long nail.
1: I need to Google what a horse's just raw foot looks like.
2: It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Is it? As yeah. good
1: as a narwhal's penis. Uh, a whale's penis. A whale's a penis. grey whale's penis. No, I wouldn't mm, say so. No,
0: not as interesting. But... If you if you go further deep and look at the pentadactyl limb, which is a, a limb with with five uh, digits on it, which like ours, like a hand, uh-huh. right? Uh, horses horses <laughs> horses have the same. It's just that, like Ross says, they were all merged into all the bones of the hand. Essentially, are merged into one. The, like your one, fingers, and it's one. Yeah, hand. so your so your fingers act as like the bottom part of a horse's foot, and the nails are the bit it's walking on. So it's walking on the tiptoes, which is why. Yeah, so it's like a one dancer. giant sort of nail, which is cool.
1: Um, I'm so glad I just stopped myself, because if anyone knows me, knows that I always make typos, and especially when I'm not concentrating, and I just typed in whore's, ra- whores raw foot <laughs> <laughs> instead of horse. I didn't search it. I managed to catch myself Why are you doing raw
2: feet? What? <laughs> just I didn't do know what, horse's foot. It doesn't what, need to be a horse's raw foot.
1: I didn't know what else like to make sure it doesn't come up with a hoof. Horse... <laughs> Fit you without could do who?
2: skeleton or something like that.
1: Two scientists. Raw
2: would not be the right word. Um, so let me go back to my explanation. Um, yeah, Because they're walking on uh, cobbled roads, etc. all the time, then they uh, wear down too quickly. So what we need to do is we need to put metal shoes on just so they don't wear down their, their nails too quickly. So that's the reason that's why, they why wear horses shoes.
1: wear shoes. Yep. So that was um all our questions this week guys so thank you very much for sending them in we usually ask for them on a tuesday or wednesday because we record on a thursday so if you've got any that you want to send us please send us them by wednesday so i can have a little look through
2: um oh there's some other exciting stuff happened this week um i got a new t-shirt from our merch store
1: yeah that i ordered that i don't even think that you were aware that i ordered
2: (laughs) no but it's great it looks really good so if anyone d- is looking for a, a new T-shirt or a new hoodie and could have our logo on it, um, you could head along to our merch store.
1: And I think we're, we we kind of just had a chat about it tonight. But I think when we get to a certain amount of downloads, we're going to do a little competition. So you can yeah, we're we coming
2: up on a thousand downloads, so yeah, I think we'll do it once yeah. we get
1: to a thousand. I think we'll do something, a little celebration. Woo! Um, and in. as always, if you if we <laughs> answer your question online, we'll send you a little picture so you that you can post it um to to your friends. Yeah. Okay. So but,
2: Andrew, oh. do you want to take us on out of here?
0: Yeah, so uh if you have got any questions that you want to send in or anything uh that you want to correct us in the science that we spoke about this week, please email us at ireditos at gmail.com Um, Or you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, at IRedditOS. You'll also find a lot of our details on our Instagram link tree, um, at IRedditOS, again, um, where you can also get the link to the merch store. Um, So please, again, um, share things, uh, tell your friends about us. If you have got a question, uh, please send them in and we'll send you out a sticker, just like Amy was saying. Um, that you can put onto your Instagram page and, and share your story that way to say that you got your question answered. So thank you very much for
2: listening. All right, thank you, guys.
1: Cheers, guys. Bye.
2: Yeah. well.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.